I mean, we could probably just talk about the show. I am really excited to talk about the show. That might be why my brain short. It feels like the more we talk about not the show in any given episode, I, I don't know if this is an actual measurement. I can remember exactly one week ago of things, and even then it's starting to get shaky with my memory. Um, but it does feel like the more excited I am about a show, the less I want to make everyone listen to me talk about three pictures on a Pinterest board and natural pools. (laughs) (laughs) The more I want to just jump straight into talking about the show that I am enjoying immensely so far. I mean, we could say at the top, before the theme song, we'll say you guys picked this show for us. So thank you. I think this is one of the very few times... Maybe we've done it before. I have no memory, but I think we've done it on Patreon, where we polled people and asked what show we should watch. But this is one of the few times where we just threw up a poll, and we were like, what should we watch over the holidays? And we went with Goblin, our favorite show of all time, a classic, a Christmas winter wonderland, a pure joy that would have been very comfortable and sweet, and then... (laughs) I'll go to you when the weather is nice, which seemed very sweet and easygoing and cute. And Little Women, the show that Raquel's aunt watches every holiday season and we knew nothing about. <laughs> and that's this is the one you chose, and it is not the slow, sweet, comfortable holiday drama we expected, but I love it. It's so good and so stressful. Should yeah. we do the intro and then we can talk about it? Let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Play on K. The Korean Drama Podcast with Emily. And Raquel. I forgot the intro. This is the show where we take a K-drama, <laughs> we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. This week, we watched the first two episodes of Little Women. Uh, we're doing this. This one is in twos. We don't actually know how many ep- I think it's landed on 12 episodes for, ugh, so help me God. The first season, we really have to get off of the Netflix dramas, though, because Netflix is corrupting the sanctity of K-dramas being one season always, because I just get the feeling, I didn't think about it until we were, until I watched the second episode, and then after the second episode, I was like, oh shit, what if they split this into seasons, and then we have just a million different shows that are multi-seasoned that we have to circle back on, like... This one, and maybe if there's another season of Kingdom later, I don't know if they'll do that. That one sort of seemed to end, and Hellbound, and uh, shoot, what was that one? Doctor Romantic. That was a there's Doctor Romantic. There's uh, I'm thinking of the one where they are like post mortem cleaners. I can't. Oh, they're like oh no. after yeah. Cleaners. What is that one? Oh no. It was really good. It was really good. It's on Netflix. It's definitely going to have a second season. Yeah. Postmortem cleanup services. Yeah. The, show. the classic. The classic. 
I forgot about that. We that. watched. Yeah, I think Doctor Romantic did not fit in that list because it's not a Netflix drama yet. Yeah. But the rest yeah. of them, Netflix <laughs> is ruining K dramas. Stop making multiple seasons. We're hoping, we're hoping that it'll be twelve episodes and then wrapped into a nice, neat little package, and we will never have to think about it again. Let's go, little women. Let's go. Yeah, please let this season. I just what I really need is for the season to also end because I need to know how it ends, right? Like I need to. Kn- I don't <laughs> want to wait years to figure out how this ends because it is incredibly stressful. It's so good. Don't get me wrong, but it is stressful in that way that like the K two was stressful or. Even, like, Healer was stressful, where it is, or what was the other one, Signal, that we watched? Yeah. Got stressful later, when where they all talk about and deal in corruption and power, and they are, but all of those other ones had some kind of fun fantasy or <laughs> action element, right? Like, the K2 has Ji chung who will fight you physically and beautifully. <laughs> and Healer uh, and has come out Ji Chung Wook, who will fight you <laughs> and be beautiful <laughs> and come out on top. Yeah. So really, and they've got it all. Signal had time travel. Yeah. So, and what does this have? Poor people being poor? Is yeah. that fun? Poverty? Poor Is people. that fun? Is that fun? Are we having a good time? Yeah, no, I'm so scared for these little women. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair, though. There's, like, the psychological thriller aspects. There's the mystery that is super suspenseful and is going to keep me wrapped up for this whole drama. And then you get the little side stories, but instead of being fun or action-y or crazy, it's... This young high school woman being ripped off and having her art stolen by a rich girl very um, reminded me of Parasite. I know there's no real similarities there, but it's just the rich and the poor, that big divide. And God, it hurt to watch. And it's like, that's the... That's the relief from the psychological suspense that we get is... Poor people being stepped on. Oh, it's going to be rough. But it is a hauntingly beautiful show. I love it so much. It's so good. And yeah, it's just so stressful. I got a little bit into... Okay, so there is one part I want to talk about, actually, that I just realized from the first episode, where it that was it was the first moment that I was like, something terrible is happening and I can only tell from the music that is playing and it's when she's signing the contracts she can't read because they're all in English yeah yeah I just know that we're gonna circle back on that moment and I don't know if it was her friend setting her up for something good the music said no the music said it was her friend having her sign onto something bad and then I thought maybe that was how she passed over a bunch of her stuff, like her gym membership and stuff. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that was not gym membership contract work. Absolutely, it was not. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best, but that character, Hua Young, was such a roller coaster. 
in the best of ways, where we first see her just as the 14th floor. I think she's the 14th floor outcast. And you kind of don't know what's going on. This is your first introduction to her. But Inju is just following her around and it's very sweet and kind of puppy dog-like. And then the next scene with her is these two very dressed up, very kind of best friend looking people. I didn't even recognize her at first. She is completely different. And then we, we get these very small things that make it seem off, where it's, a lot of it's very sweet. She's like, oh, the jacket looks prettier on someone who's pretty. And you're like, oh, bestie, I love it. And then <laughs> a moment later, Inju is like, it seems like everyone at this restaurant recognizes you. And she just kind of writes it off in a way that's very sus. And it kind of starts digging into that little subliminal part of your brain that's like, don't trust this lady. And then, yeah, the music drop when she's signing the contract is like, oh, my God, she's a con artist. I hate this. She's just conning our poor Inju. This is going to go bad. And the next thing you know, she's dead. And you don't know at all what was true, what was real, what was genuine, and what was all a lie. And... Yeah, I have. They could do anything with the contract, and I'll be surprised. I have no idea where they're going to go with that. They could go anywhere. Maybe she signed over her software business, her software tech business. Or maybe, yeah, she put Inju's name on some of these documents that are going to tie her back to this huge corruption scheme that apparently goes all the way to the top. And I, I have no idea how it's going to shake out and it's stressing me out so badly. So I do need this season to be the only season. Because if we get to the end of the season and they're like, what's up, cliffhanger? I will simply expire. (laughs) There will be no more of us. There will be nobody else to bring season two to. We will be gone. We will be dust. So make it happen. Make the finale a thing. Show us what the contract is. Bring that back in. Don't leave a single loose end. We need it. Please. Please. We need it. Oh, my God. But they already killed Director Shin. That was really surprising to me. Yeah, that surprised me, too. Also, that actor blew me away because I hated him in this. But when I immediately saw him, I thought, oh, like... And I didn't pinpoint where it was from, but it was a positive O. It was like, a oh, him. Like, an old friend. Uh-huh. Someone I love. And it took me a minute. He was in It's Okay to Not Be Okay. He was the older brother who has autism. Oh. Or who is autistic. Um, yeah, so he he is an incredibly talented actor because he has done so many things so well now. Uh, literally, I think I've seen him in two things, and <laughs> it only took those two, and I'm like, that is varied work that you did outstanding with, my dude. Uh, he creeped me out, I hated him, and then his candor right before he died, kind of, it didn't endear him to me, but I was like, oh, I don't hate him as much as I want to. Right. Because uh, he was, he was not a good person, but he was telling her everything that he knew about the situation, really, except explicitly saying if he knew who that person that 
goes all the way to the top is, which it, I can't tell if he did or not, because my suspicion was it was that, is it a lawyer that the middle sister that um, In Kyung is going after? Is he a lawyer that's running for political office? Yeah, he's running for mayor, oh. but I don't remember what he does now. I think lawyer is right, because he rec- he represented, is it called Babel? I don't remember. He represented someone in a prior case. That's what the whole investigation is about. Yes, you Bobe. nailed it. What? Bobe. Bobe. Okay. Uh, sorry, it's not Babel. It's Bobe Savings Bank case. There's, okay, get ready to get your journals <laughs> out, kids. We got some notes to yeah. take. What's the dude's name? Did I, you find it? Um, His name is... The man's name is Park Jae Sung. Okay. And he is the... Maybe a lawyer? Okay. I did... Yes, I a did lawyer. Okay. We got this. We're we're gonna nail this episode. <laughs> I do have Asian Wiki pulled up to just help guide me through this. Um, Asian Wiki is the best place to go for not spoilers, only names, really, for the most part. But they also do this really nice thing where they group them. Mm-hmm. They group the names underneath, like the whatever faction they're with. Yeah. And they use pictures of the actors I'm, from the show, so they're easier to recognize. They're, they've got their character costume on, so you're like, oh, here's yes. who they were in the show. Here's who I recognize them as. So much easier. Yeah. I think I need to donate money to Asian Wiki. I have donated money to Wikipedia in the past um, because I love them. Uh, I think I might need to donate money to Asian Wiki if they have a donation fund or something, because they do the most work for this podcast, specifically. For real? They're doing it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, Park Jae-sung, he's the lawyer, he's a bad guy. I don't know if I would believe that he's the guy all the way at the top of this, though. Yeah, that's fair. He's not old enough to be all the way at the top. Usually it's gotta be someone, maybe like a a decade older than he is mm-hmm. to really have rooted himself in evil. And like some dude running for mayor is at, is behind what like seven deaths now? I don't think so. Yeah. And those really what's wild to me is the blue orchid that just shows up oh, in places. That. It's really cool, it's really beautiful and spooky, mm-hmm. but my mind, my immersion is immediately like, what organized crime ring is actually taking that time, right? Like, who who is actually taking the time to leave proof that they were there? <laughs> <laughs> I, fair. I like it. I guess that's just the K-drama part of it, that it's it's not realistic at all, but also... I mean, I guess serial killers have calling cards, so in that way it's realistic. Yeah. But if you're right, like, it seems like there's a lot of people involved in this. This goes all the way to the top. If this is an organized crime thing, then it's hard to see just one blue iris. But, okay, wait. Have you read, I don't think you have, the webtoon Purple Hyacinth? 
Oh, no, not yet. I have had it saved since you told me about it. I have it, like, I subscribe to it. I see that it updates every, I want to say Wednesday, <laughs> uh, but that could be wrong. Um, and I think ah, I need to watch or I need to read that one. I don't know why I said watch in my mind. Um, it's a little I need to read that one because I know that it is one of your like top five, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I'm not caught up on it at all, but it just reminded me of that where there's an organized crime division that has one assassin who's really good. They have a lot of assassins, but this one is really good. And he's referred to as the Purple Hyacinth. And I can't remember, honestly, if he leaves behind a Purple Hyacinth or not. I'm pretty sure he does. And that's what made me think of the Blue Iris, where it's like, yeah, this organized crime division, this organization is full of high-up rich people in society, and they've got a few mercenaries on payroll, and one of them is the Blue Iris, and that that killer always leaves behind a Blue Iris. That's what they're known for, and they do a good job, so we keep hiring them. It's, like, not representative of the organization. It's just representative of this one assassin who is hired by the organization quite often, that's my theory. Okay. Welcome to my little Purple Hyacinth fan cast. <laughs> I do like it. I do like it. And it's beautiful. What's interesting to me, though, that adds intrigue to it that I didn't really... It's like I tied it back, but maybe not specifically to the murders until just now. Um, Hua Young had a blue orchid tattooed on her leg. And there was like that suspicious moment where her, where Inju was like, what's that? And Hua Young said it was, it has like the date her mother died on it. But that didn't seem to track with Inju, like the way that she looked at it, kind of like, what? No. And so now the plot, it doesn't thicken. It was always <laughs> thick. The plot thickens for me. My brain thickens. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. I didn't track her expression as intricately, so I can't speak to whether it seemed like she was suspicious of that or not. But she didn't ask about the flower specifically. She was just like, what do the numbers mean? And Hua Young was like, oh, it's the day my mom died. So Inju might have been like, okay, can I ask more questions or is this a time for me to shut up since you just said your mom died and that's really sad? I think I'll just shut up. Um, so it might have been just, okay, then what does the flower mean? But fair, there's a flower tattooed on the leg of a dead woman and it seems like she's involved in something that has to do with yeah, this blue matches, iris. Matches the murder. Um... I just had another thought. This is insane. Why am I doing this on the podcast? What if Hua Young's not dead? Ooh. Because she quote unquote got plastic surgery like the day before she died or whatever, right? Yeah. And there was all, like this big to do that she like was addicted to plastic surgery or whatever. And maybe it didn't look like her and they... She had left enough of a paper trail to be like, yeah, it didn't see it didn't look quite 
it looked different from me. It looked like a more beautiful person than me because I just wanted to have a pretty face right before I died. But she didn't actually have the plastic surgery or someone else got the plastic surgery and was killed in her place and looked just enough like her. That's crazy. Or... Yeah, I like yeah, it a I lot. Just, I literally... We were recording when I had this thought, so <laughs> let's put it down, prediction corner, let's go. Wow. I I really like it. I am all in on this now. This is 100% what I believe, because, I believe your theory, because the day after plastic surgery, from what I understand, your face is all bandaged up, very bruised, very puffy, you look kind of inhuman especially if you had like full face plastic surgery you would look like nothing you would be unrecognizable to even your own mother so how would they ever know just by her face that it was her Ooh, raquel you give yeah, me chills but if she had the same the same tattoo as someone else then then maybe we could reasonably identifier based on that tattoo except we couldn't actually right like did they do a de did they check her dental records is all i'm saying <laughs> probably well, who's who, who knows who knows but maybe they didn't if her face is wrapped up like a mummy and she's got this temporary tattoo on her ankle that's very similar to another lady's tattoo how would we know ooh Let's go. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. But that makes it so much more complicated because there's already like this. It's not even a whodunit. It's like, who is Hua Young? And it felt like it flip-flopped so many times, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, she's an adulterer. Ah, uh, she's not an adulterer. She had reasons that she was in the places that she was in. Oh, she's an embezzler. Oh, no, she was in on it with someone and she was trying to report him. She wanted out. No, she was the mastermind. No, she wasn't. Like, there was just so much flip-flopping. And you want to love her, right? Because she was Inju's only friend. And she was so kind to her and wanted to take care of her. But also, yeah, if she's still alive and out there and someone else was killed in her place, was she part of it? Was she, was it so that she could get away alive? I'm really convinced that she wasn't killed at this point now. I had one thought and now I'm like, ah, I've written it into my brain as true. I've decided that is the case. So. Yeah, it's hard because I, I want her to be dead. I want Inju to keep going, believing that they were actually friends and that Hua Young, although she had these many, many facets that Inju didn't know about, that Hua Young at the end of the day was a pretty good person. I want that for Inju. Yeah. Or she could still be a pretty good person who's just not dead, but maybe not. Maybe she's in on it or maybe she's not. Because Hua Young is the most complicated character maybe ever. <laughs> I like it. I really like how complicated she is. I like how complicated every character is. We kind of briefly touched on director Shin and how he kind of flip-flops a lot where you're like, oh, he's kind of... At first you're like, yay, that actor. And then you get the first scene with him where he calls Inju into his office and he's like, we need your help. You're a very capable young woman. And she's like, okay, I'm interested. And then he gets very violent 
and is like, you need to turn on your friend and get our money back. And she's like, actually, I'm really scared right now and I don't think I want to be here. And he gets more and more creepy and possessive and manipulative as the two episodes go along until those final moments when it feels like everything's coming out and he's consistent with saying that he never had an affair with Hua Young and that Hua Young was the one who betrayed him. And he's like, I'm going to turn myself in. I'm going to clear my record. This is all, this is way above my pay grade now. I am terrified. I don't think he says that, but you know that because he saw the blue iris and got real freaked out. So we know that he's scared now. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get out. I'm going to start over. Here we go. New life. And then he's dead. And it's, what a roller coaster. What a roller coaster. What a roller coaster. Yeah, it's all of them are so complicated. I felt that I also, as soon as I saw, let's see, the character Choi Do Il. Oh my god. Who is played by Wee Ha Jun. Hadi. Yeah, I, so you go. No, I, I literally just wanted to say Hadi. Thank you for that. Yeah, oh, Hadi. I thought you said I got, and I was like, what did you got? No, what did you got? I just wanted to say Hadi. <laughs> He's a hottie boombaddy. Hottie. He is. And <laughs> and I, so we watched, he was in 17, 18 again. Damn. I always get that, those titles flipped. He was in 18 again. And they gave him such a lovely secondary male lead storyline that all I have wanted since I've seen his beautiful face again here on this screen in Little Women, I saw his face, my heart skipped a beat, and all I want is to see him be a good boy and fall in love. All I want. All I want. And of course, he's like, my love is money. And <laughs> damn it. No. No. Not this time. Your love is in Jew. Stick with the script, Che Doyle. Idiot. I, I need this. I need this. I need your beautiful face to kiss her beautiful face. <laughs> Make it happen. You're the only somewhat nice person in this show, okay? There's the three <laughs> little women. They're great. And then there's literally only you. Every other person is evil. I don't understand this world that they're living in, and I hate it. Make it happen. Yeah. In Kyung's... Inkyung's little friend. That's probably the most insulting way I could refer to him. He's very beautiful oh, yeah. and he is also a great person. But other than those, those two men and the three little women are the only good people in this show. Yeah. Everyone else is somewhere in the middle. I feel like Inkyung's boss is, seems like a pretty nice dude. She said that he's always mean yeah. to her, but it seems like he's just kind of hard on her. And yeah. wants her to be better at her career, which it seems like she's pretty bad at her job. So I think that's fair. Yeah, it's I it was so tough to find out that, yeah, she it was drinking on the job because I believe in her and her cause so much. And I love that. I know that everyone in her life is telling her her weakness is empathy because she starts to cry as soon as she thinks about 
tragedies that befall on good people. I think that's her greatest strength and I love her and I want her to succeed. I believe in her so much and so I was so sad for her when that came out and it was so publicly and humiliatingly exposed as well because it's one thing when it comes out but it's another thing where when your coworker is actively trashing and shaming you in front of your entire office that no one deserves that shit oh my god that scene was traumatizing that was so sad and on the heels of her facing park jae sung and him going are you drunk right now and I think it was her coworker who was the one who filmed that. Like And posted it. Ma'am. And got her name out. Why? Why are you like this? She's not women supporting women and she needs to GTFO. <laughs> She's the opposite of women supporting women. I don't get your deal. Um it's dumb. It's broke. Let's get rid of her. And I liked that Inju had her moment where she got to fire her old boss, or at least out her for the affair. And it was like, we're done with her. We're wiping our hands. We're not going to hang out in this office anymore, obviously. Inju's going to move to a different department. But also, we got to get rid of this lady. She's done. I loved that. She's done. Yeah. She got one last little moment to chat with Inju and then gone when Inju was like hey can we talk about so sorry <laughs> listen <laughs> sorry I put you on blast <laughs> uh, yikes can I ask you some questions <laughs> and she was pretty chill about it she was like actually yeah I'll be okay with some questions I really do think they were sleeping together I didn't just start that rumor to be mean which like Honey, it was clearly both. You were clearly just being mean. <laughs> but also you can have your suspicions, whatever. <laughs> but this is a very chill conversation. There's no hair pulling, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Should we really dig into the three little women? Because I feel like that's we've kind of skirted around them. Yes. I feel like we have talked a decent amount about Inju, but kind of more about how she relates to the characters around her, to be fair. So, uh, I am maybe in love with Inju or maybe in love with Kim Go-un. Both are also true, I actually think. Because um, Kim Go-un could play any character, and I would still... I am in awe when she's on the screen. I am like when your tiny baby daughter sees Mickey Mouse <laughs> and... <laughs> Gets so excited, her heart skips a beat. She yells out Mimi. <laughs> her special name for Mickey. Her special little name for Mickey. That's and us. all the other characters she knows. <laughs> she knows Mickey and Pooh Bear, that's kind of it. But she gets it. She gets that little heart she flutter. Mimi. Yep, that's me with Kim Go-Oon on the screen. <laughs> Go-Oon. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. She's perfect. I'm a little bit in love with her sister, In Kyung, because she was in one of my favorite shows, um, Suspicious Partner. Yes, I do also love her. So I will always love her. I don't I don't know the youngest sister. Yeah, I think she's new to the scene. What a what a start. I'm sure this isn't her first role, but god dang, 
Yeah. It might be her biggest one ever. You peak young, you cash out, you move to an island. What else could you do? This is, you're working with top tier casting right here. Yeah, like your, your sisters in this drama about the three of you sisters are Kim Go-Un and Nam Ji-hyun. Like, girl, you peaked. you're doing you it. You peaked, and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love Kim Goon. I love Inju, and I think it is perfectly concerning watching her be presented with $3 million cash and just not know what to do with it at all. You're like, I have so many thoughts, and just keep doing what you're doing, I guess, because I don't know what I would do. But I think buying ice cream right? is pro- probably a solid move. You're doing all right. I that's what I thought too. I was like, because here's the thing. It's not that I. Sorry, there's lots of barking happening. We're just going to chill for a second while that gets wrangled. <laughs> That's okay, because my trains pass every six seconds, and I'm like, Raquel, don't speak. <laughs> I will speak when I'm ready. <laughs> it, it's funny that it just always so happens that. The train passes when... Because I feel like I speak so often and there's never a train, right? That you can just edit out while I'm talking. Um, It's like the trains wait for your turn. Mm -hmm. It's like the train schedule is whenever Emily's trying to record her own voice. Absolutely. Uh But, um, no, I... Because, yeah, here's the thing. It's that if I found three million dollars or was presented with three million dollars that i knew where it belonged correctly then yeah i would correctly try to return that money to where it belonged i like to think that i i would do the right thing right uh i also though don't know that there is a good place for that money to go right because if she uses it it gets tracked back to her if she doesn't use it And tries to give it back. Like, who does she give it back to? A corrupt organization? A corrupt person? The gym where she found it? (laughs) The police? Like, Like, no. Yeah. Because, so at that point, it's like, what do you do with it? You go and you spend it on ice cream is what you fucking do with it. Because you can't deposit that. You can't be like, hey, I want to put a down payment on a new apartment today. Cash money only. Can I use an alias to sign this rent to sign this lease? Because there are people who are probably checking on me pretty constantly. Like there's yeah. there's not much you can do. Ice cream's kind of the only thing. Yep. So she went and she bought a whole freezer full of ice cream, and it was relatable and perfect. I loved it. It stresses me out, but I loved it. Um, in Kyung, yeah, she's got her own stuff going on. I like that it seems like Inju is the main character in that she has kind of the biggest problems objectively, but in Kyung has her own stuff going on. She, she's got this, this work problem. Yikes. She's also got her very rich great aunt who she apparently was sent off to live with for a few years. And then she's got this cute boy, this cute neighbor boy. Her little Robin, her partner in crime. Her partner in crime. I love the two of them. 
And she's got that whole storyline where she, yeah, she's seeking out corruption and she's trying to prove that the person she knows, because she is so deeply empathetic, she knows he's lying. She knows she's, that he's an actual monster and she's just trying to prove it to everyone else. And I, yeah, I was so sad for the guy who wanted to, like, report the truth to her and got killed for it. That made me so sad. Yeah. And then he has a brother who's in it now. And damn. It's gonna be messy. It's gonna be good. Like you said, I love that her greatest strength is going to be her empathy. I know. I know that this show is going to turn it around and be like, yeah, it was kind of her downfall at her first job that she didn't even want to work at. But it's going to take her to the next level with her, I don't know, online journalism or wherever she pivots to. I'm sure she'll just go back after the one month suspension. But I hope that her empathy becomes her greatest strength because that'll be so freaking cool. And there's, I love this little nugget that's like, she's also really good with finances. She's super good with money because her sister just got a ton of money. And needs a lot of help. So if we could turn this $3 million into 6 or something, 20, let's make it happen. Let's get Inkyung involved. Yeah. And then just bounce, like get out of the country <laughs> with your money, because there are some really powerful people that will want you dead. Yeah. Yikes. Um, And then, yeah, the baby sister, who we didn't get to see that much of, I'm excited to see more of her. Uh, I was deeply sad for her when the mom was being the worst mom she possibly could and making sure that her youngest daughter couldn't get even remotely excited about anything her sisters tried to do for her. Just really made sure to take that away, like... On just like a like a level that even if they could make it happen, the little sister couldn't even find it in her to want it anymore. That's cool, mom. That's a really cool move. I love that. Oh, that was so hard to watch. Oh, that those first few scenes with the mom really hurt. And then they had to throw away the kimchi because of it. Like, don't ruin the kimchi with your stupid <laughs> selfishness. Come on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, we didn't see very much of the youngest sister, except I guess the struggles are proportional to their ages, because it seemed like her struggles were as big as they could be for how young and sweet and little she is. To just put all that effort into working for this family, who you thought might be your friends, and then be backstabbed. Is like, well, that's the worst thing you could have done to Inye. Congratulations, you've made me as sad as humanly possible. Yep, you just plagiarized a child, so cool. Cool. And you're supposed to be the cool mom that was like, yeah, I'm rich, and I don't see you guys as beggars. I just want to take care of her cab fare and get my daughter some friends who are talented. It's like, no, that was all a lie. I actually want to steal from the poor. <laughs> it's a hobby of mine. <laughs> Damn, you're gross. You're being the grossest. You're the worst. You're the worst. Oh, but yeah, we didn't get too much of Inhye. There was a lot more going on. 
again, proportional to their ages, we saw a lot more from the older sisters and their yeah. their struggles. <laughs> the first two episodes focused on the somewhere in your 20 to 30s. And uh, maybe the next couple episodes will... I mean, the little sister's tied into it now because her reporter sister, who knows the family that stole the art and is trying to expose them for corruption knows that that corrupt family stole her baby sister's art, so... It's a layer deeper. It's a layer deeper. <laughs> was was the dad of that girl who stole the painting, was he the lawyer? Okay, I completely missed that. Mm. I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet what I just said was really confusing. <laughs> I mean, I caught on, but I was like, oh, did not... But make that connection at all that that was his daughter. I think I kept looking at the mom because she's super beautiful. Mm. She is. She was in Spring Turns to Spring. We're just playing Who's That Face in the first yeah. episode is what we're doing. <laughs> That's what happens when Raquel pulls the wiki up. You just get <laughs> join us. so many fun facts. Join us in seven weeks where we do the same thing, but... We know about other stuff that happens oh in this God. show. It'll be so exciting. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, I, I think that that was supposed to be a big reveal at the moment of the stolen art, right? Where it's like, you don't see the family together until the daughter's being presented for the award that for the art that she didn't make. And then it's like, oh, look, and there's her proud dad who is uh, running for mayor and the father of an accomplished artist. How neat is that? Oh, I'm glad we do this podcast. I would have, that would have gone over my head. I would have never known it. It would have been really sad for me. Thank you. Thank you for being the other half of my brain that I am missing. <laughs> we do it for each other. <laughs> we do a lot for each other. But would we ever switch shoes without socks? Without socks is a tough question, because um, here's the thing. You have some cute-ass clothes that I would switch with you. Shoes without socks? Probably not. My guy, I love you so much. We're, we are the same person, and I couldn't do that. I can't even put my own feet in my own shoes that I wore without socks one time. I They're ruined shoes. I have to burn them after that. For real. Sometimes I don't wear shoes to take out the garbage, or I don't wear socks to take out the garbage. And I'm like, ooh, I'm just going to have to leave these shoes in the sun all day to make sure the germs get out of it. It's like, it's five feet. <laughs> They're going to be fine. But just watching those women switch shoes, I was like, I can see heels. I can see those heels that were, I didn't do, I didn't do the cost on those ones the translation to usd let's say they're six million dollars i could see being like you don't wear socks with these my child just go without <laughs> i can see that i i think if we were sharing six million dollar heels i would be like we can do this raquel we can do this but what about the sneakers why would you ever take someone's sneakers and put them on your feet and then just switch back and forth. Ugh. Ugh. That's so much. That's like. And then walk upstairs because you know it's getting sweaty <laughs> in those sneakers. Oh, just don't do that. 
like I know the heels are also <laughs> going to be sweaty, but you just like six million dollar heels. It's for fashion. I'll wear somebody else's sweat. I'll do it. <laughs> not not tennis shoes. No. 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 I hated that. I hated it. <laughs> I love you though. I would do anything for you. I would do anything for you except trade sneakers without socks. <laughs> Same. I'm glad we're on the same page. Hundred percent. Yes. Um. There was one last thing I just wanted to say. We don't even have to talk about it. I just think it's so funny for some reason. Um. Song Junki, just a shoe salesman, just there to sell shoes. What are you doing? Are you? Is this espionage? Are you part of something? Are you? Are you? Are you are you the guy at the top? Are you secretly the guy all the way at the top and the shoe salesman thing is a front? 100%. You're the villain? That has to be it. Why are you here <laughs> in this shoe store? I This is why I don't look at Asian Wiki because sometimes instead of saying shoe salesman, it will list him as a character with a name. Or even, what if it just said, like, Blue Iris under his name and you were like, come on, <laughs> now I know who the assassin yeah. is? I don't think they would do that. That is a huge risk. They yeah. good at that. But even if they gave him a name, I'd be like, how did they know his name? He must be coming back later. He must be a character. I will not tell you if he has a name in Asian Wiki or not. Thank you. I won't tell you if he's the guy at the top or not. <laughs> I'm just gonna wink. It, I'll wink if he's the guy I'm just kidding he, I don't know if he's the guy at the top <laughs> he's totally the guy at the top we all know it says it on Asian wiki <laughs> he's just listed as the guy at the top slash shoe salesman <laughs> oh I'm excited I hope he's in more of the show cause yeah what a budget I feel like what a flex for this show to be like <laughs> we have the budget for this guy and we're not even gonna use it we're just going to set it on fire, <laughs> put him in a shoe store. He will have 60 <laughs> seconds of camera time. And that is all. Put him in a shoe store. We love him. Put him in a shoe store. 60 seconds. It's like he won a Make-A-Wish wish. He's like, I want to be in a show with Kim Go-Un. And then you're like, okay, I guess we can make that happen. You have to be a shoe store salesman, though. He's like, I will do literally anything to be face-to-face with Kim Go-Un. <laughs> Good for you. I like that uh, Do I get to talk to her? <laughs> yeah, you do. You get to talk to her. That was my wish. Thank you. Thank you. We're proud of you, bud. Yeah, you did it. You finally lived your dream. You made something of yourself. <laughs> this was your moment. <laughs> this was it. It's good to see you. It's good to see you fly. <laughs> That's a very cute and pure place to end. Yeah, for this really dark psychological thriller drama <laughs> this might be the last episode we get to end on something adorable so <laughs> for for this drama while we're reviewing this drama to keep it entirely clear um because for all we know shit's about to get way darker this was the first two episodes and we've unveiled that there is a massive corruption scheme and someone's best friend may or likely was not killed <laughs> but some other woman was if that's the case <laughs> Somebody's dead. We had like three dead bodies in these episodes, and we are only two episodes in. Let's go. Let's see what happens. I'm ready for more darkness. 
If you're ready for more darkness, email us at playingcoopodcasts <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, or check out our website where you can comment on episodes, sign up for our newsletters, uh, or check out our affiliates. Uh, we've got just like links to our affiliates. There's Skillshare if you want to learn a new skill. NordVPN if you're interested in securing your internet activities and maybe reviewing slash viewing some gay dramas that aren't licensed in your region. And there's also Blueberry Podcasting if you want to start a new podcast yourself and let us know what you are creating. And all of those can be found at playonk.com. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at playonkpodcast or on Twitter at playonk. And that's just where we post like, hey, we're watching a new drama. It's not much, but it's honest work. And we'd love if you stop by and give us a hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there is one very free way to help us out. It is the it is the freest way to help us out and support the podcast. And it is rating, reviewing, and subscribing or whatever combination available of those things wherever you're listening to us right now. Yeah. And if you want to pay money to keep the podcast going... To make it even better, maybe we'll buy more equipment or pay for an editor or, I don't know, do some merch. Maybe we'll do a merch drop someday. You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, I think that's just about everything. So you can join us next week for the next two episodes of Little Women. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.